Welcome friends to Infertility and Me podcast, a safe space created with the silent sufferer in mind. I Am Podcast is dedicated to infertility advocacy and sharing diverse stories to help you feel validated, seen, and heard. I am your host, Monique Farouk, and I am one in eight two. Healing is best when done together. Hey friend, could you please do me the honor of leaving a five-star rating and review in Apple iTunes? This will increase our show's ranking and reach more friends who may be silently suffering with infertility too. We're stronger together, staying connected, getting plugged in. Thank you so much for tuning in to Infertility and Me podcast. I am your host, Monique Farouk. Thank you so much for being here with me. And thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day in your ear, in your visuals. Thank you for listening. Well, 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 hello there. It's been quite, quite, quite some time since we have last spent any moments together, unless you've been on Instagram. I stay pretty active on there for the most part, um, unless I get super busy at home. Y'all know how it is. But anyway, it's been a while, you guys. I took a six month hiatus break, whatever you want to call it. I wasn't really sure if I was going to produce any more episodes. I was working on another show as well. And that took up a lot of time and moving and just doing all the things, all the adulting, all of the things you can think about. Um, It's been quite some time since I have produced the episode, as you already know. And I hope that this message finds you well today, dreading the holiday season. Um, If you're an infertility survivor and or in the thick of things, I hope that you are well and safe and that you have been so throughout the last six months. And I hope that everyone is going to be relaxing this holiday season for the most part and not stressing and adding more stress to your plate as you move forward in the thick of things. But look, so let me just catch you guys up real quick. So we moved back in the summertime, um, late June, we moved to a different area in the DMV and we um, have been in this house for maybe four or five months now, coming up on four or five months, I think something like that. I lose track of time, you guys, like the days are just running together. It's so freaking crazy, right? So we moved and originally I thought that I was going to be like in the midst of trying to conceive again earlier this year, but I decided not to, and I don't know if I will. Um, That's still up in the air, really, and at this point in my life, I don't feel like I want to move forward again for having a second baby, and we'll see how that happens. I don't know. I'm 38 now, so who knows how I'll feel, you know, this time next year or by the summertime or something like that, but for now, I'm good. I'm okay with my one and only, and it's just been a crazy summer with um, just a move and all. And then some family members have been lost during the midst of this chaos and COVID and things like that, unfortunately. And so that was that. Uh, For the most part, we're good. We're great. We're actually getting ready to relocate, like really relocate this time because we'll be moving to an entirely different state. 
that I've never lived in before, that hubby's never lived in before. It's going to be a new adventure for us and that is to be our permanent place and to be able to raise our son and also just have a good life and just continue living and trying to live our best lives together. So I hope you guys are well again and thank you again for tuning in. It's been a very, very long 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 time since we've been behind the mic on this podcast um again like I said a few minutes ago I had worked on another podcast as well in the last six months which took up a lot of time too but I'm glad to be back uh for this episode again I don't know (laughs) if there will be any more episodes I feel like at this point if I feel moved Uh, to share something with you that I think will help you then it'll be an episode like today where it'll be just kind of be spontaneous so I apologize for the inconsistency I apologize in advance and I will try to do better and if you can just hang in there with me then I think we'll be okay and you can again always connect with me on Instagram at infertility and me podcast on the Instagram page and I say um, active in stories and you know maybe once or twice a week I'll make a post on there too as well as things come to me to help you cope with infertility so it's been a while friends it's been been quite some time and this episode as you can see as the title suggests we're talking about the holidays y'all you know Thanksgiving is tomorrow and it's Christmas right around the corner and it's a whole entirely new year that you may or may not have conceived and or have been through loss which fucking sucks you know and to be quite frank and honest it effing sucks and it just you know it no matter how much help you get I feel like sometimes it doesn't always help as much as you would like to in that moment and in that, and in that time too And I feel like that's where a lot of people in the community are, Um, especially on the social platforms. It's more obvious about what people's going through because they're sharing. And for those people who are sharing, I can kind of get a sense of for like the general public. Like it seems like everybody goes through a lot of the same things at at the same time um, as far as emotionally and mentally. And so it just seems like right now that, you know, everybody's getting help and they're getting professional help but it's still not effing working. Well, maybe that's what I should have titled the episode. Like all this help I'm getting and it's still not fucking working. (laughs) Or it seems that way, or it seems like we're just in this place of stagnancy. And I get it. I totally effing get it. And if there's nobody else that gets it out there, I definitely get it. And I think for me as a black woman watching all of everybody go through it you know no matter race or ethnicity I resonate a lot of times I feel like more more deeply because when you're a woman of color a man of color going through infertility you already deal with so much pressure and then to add infertility to that and or losses repeated losses it just makes you feel even less valued as a person and it can really just tick away and tap away and eat away at your self-esteem and self-worth and self-confidence and everyone feels like that no matter ethnicity or race in the community and I just want to let you guys know I'm here for you I just felt inspired by you all in the community to 
have a word for you, give, give you a word, right? And to offer my personal opinion, um, I know opinions is like asses, we know we all got, you know, we all got one and things that I've learned and progressed through in my almost 10 year journey of, well, not journey, but 10 year story of infertility, you should say. Cause next year when I turn 39 in 2022, 2022, yeah, um, I'll be 39 in October and that'll be 10 years since my original diagnosis. And so like, it's like 10 years went by so slow and so fast at the same effing time, you know, and in these last two years dealing with COVID and stuff has even gone by faster, you know, and now my mom is going by triple fast. You know what I mean? So I just, Again, you guys, if you guys could just hang in with, with me with the podcast as I, you know, relocate and try to create more audio content for you all. Um, I may I probably will not be doing as many interviews at the moment and it'll just be just you and I talking because of my schedule being so crazy right now and you guys just have no idea. <laughs> Maybe I'll do an episode on like what we're doing, you know, with career and stuff like that and that'll help explain why I'm like so sporadic with my posts on Instagram and doing anything with the podcast. So yeah, that's kind of where things are right now, you guys, uh, for me. But again, back to you guys, back to you, friend, and dealing with your infertility during the holidays, man, you know, it's, um, it's not easy. So the first thing I really want to talk about was the reason or why it seems as if and why it is really we become more depressed during the holiday seasons and I think it's because and I'm sure you guys can also attribute your extra sensitivity and stress and depression during the holiday season is because of the reminding that you don't have any children and that your plans for family expansion are being held up by this thing called infertility, something that can be not necessarily rectified is not the word I want to use, but the thing that can, that you had, that you're seeking help for right now, right? You're going through treatments or getting, have a surrogate or you're seeking adoption or something along those lines, right? It's something that you're seeking help for, but at this moment in this time, maybe if you're not already with the BFP, that you have help for, but it's not fucking helping. <laughs> Excuse my French, but you know, so I think that, and I know that, and what I see is that it's the excitement of the holidays and that it's supposed to be this time of family, this time of cheer, this time of celebration for making it another trip around the sun and the moon for the last year. And you're coming together and you're, bringing love you're bringing laughter you're bringing stories to share and when you have yet to achieve that thing and or maybe you have one like myself and you're trying again for a second and it just adds this added weight and pressure and stress on you because you have not achieved the goal that you have set out to achieve or to attain or whatever word you want to call it you know you guys know what I'm saying so and I, I say all of that to say that your feelings of inadequacy, your feelings of low self-esteem even for some of us and your feelings of, of 
being unsuccessful or some people like to call it failing. I prefer not to use the word failing, but personally not to use the word failing. But for those who still use that, that's fine, too. It's on you. Um, But just it just brings about all the emotions and the pictures and the images that we see in our minds as to how we expected our life to be and how we expected it to look at this moment and in this time by now, like, you you know, I see it all the time that a lot of you guys use the, the phrase, you know, I thought it would happen by now. I thought it would be me by now. And I totally resonate with it and I understand it and I get it. And I just want to take the moment to validate you and how you're feeling during the holiday season, because it's normal to feel the way you do and to feel the grief and to, to feel the despair that you feel in this moment. And as much as we say, don't beat yourself up, don't beat yourself up. You almost can't, you can't help it. You can't help it. And so don't feel bad for not being able to help it either. You know, don't feel bad for that either. Living your truth and what's happening to you in your life at this moment. Don't feel bad for for feeling what you feel. You can feel bad for it and you can get through it and you could sit with it and you could fight and fuss and cry and do whatever it is to help you feel better in that moment. And unfortunately, with something like infertility and losses and such, because it does cause grief, it is it's like you have these small pockets in times and moments where you feel good or you feel like yourself or you're feeling normal. And during the holiday season, you look for those small pockets But at the same time, everything and everyone reminds you of what you're missing, that void that you feel for not attaining the goal of family expansion. And I can remember having moments like that. And at the same time, there were years where I was okay. Literally, like there were years we would have holidays come up and I was okay that we didn't have kids yet. You know what I mean? And I diverted my attention to other things. If you've listened to other episodes, especially in the beginning when I talk a lot about my own personal story, I immerse myself in everything else but infertility for a very long time. And I was basically behaving as if it was an afterthought. (laughs) And so I resonate with anyone who feels like that. And for those of you who have like this overachiever kind of sense, uh, this overachiever kind of mentality and or being of who you are, that's fine too. And so I I did a lot of distracting myself, honestly, and I never sought therapy. So kudos to you guys. <laughs> Hand clap if you're seeking therapy. And I'm so glad that the conversation of therapy has become normalized because we can't do it ourselves and we can definitely not do it effing alone. And we need someone else to be a voice of reason, uh, to have access to thoughts and ideas and perceptions that is being clouded by our own despair and grief in this moment and in this time, if nothing else. And sometimes we can't get there from our spouses. Why? Because they're in the midst of all of this shit together with us. Like (laughs) there's only but so much they can offer us. And so a third party can definitely do that for you, whether it's a therapist and or someone who is maybe like your spiritual practitioner, pastor, preacher or something like that. And if you're not religious, then maybe your spiritual mentor or someone um, 
like a um, someone who specializes in yoga instructions and things. They can offer a voice of reason if they have a one-to-one program set up. Me personally, I am not a coach and or a mentor um, <laughs> and um, nor am I a therapist or any medical training or background or degrees. And so that is why I always start an episode like this that's solo with Please keep in mind that I am not a medical professional in any way, form, or capacity. My scope of work is completely opposite. So I just want to throw that disclaimer out there. So everything that I say to you guys is through my own life experience. And that is what I can offer you in my own wisdom that I've learned along the way. So I just wanted to take time to validate why you feel more depressed during the holiday seasons. And I think my first point was... Creating the healthy boundary. Sorry, you guys. Omar's in the back. Hubby's not here right now to distract him. So we're alone <laughs> with a loud, almost five-year-old. So anyway, um, so I think what you have to keep in mind too as well when you're navigating the holidays is to, one, always, 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 you guys, give yourself some freaking grace, okay? You're dealing with a lot right now. And there's a post that I made yesterday on Instagram where I say guard your heart and I think that's going to be my word for like the rest of the season is reminding you guys to guard your freaking heart because if you don't guard it nobody else will nobody's going to guard your heart better than you will friend and I just want to throw that out there so hashtag guard your fucking heart okay on this path to family expansion (laughs) so yeah so the post that I made yesterday and I'm going to read it to you guys yes, um, in case you don't follow on Instagram. Um, and then quick disclaimer as well. Uh, if you f- follow me on Instagram and your page is anonymous, please believe I will not follow you back. I will respect your privacy and allow you the space to just follow without me having to follow you back and all that good stuff. Um, but if you want me to follow back, just send me a quick DM and I'll follow you back just to help keep up with your story. And don't be intimidated by the amount of people that I follow because... Trust me, I'll see your page. I'll see it. I'll work with the Alder Alder Blithams, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) But the post that I made yesterday was a reminder to guard your heart this holiday season. There is enough pressure within and around you. The intrusiveness of others shouldn't be one of them. And so, again, hashtag guard your heart. That's what we're going to say all the rest of 2021 and all through 2022 from here now and forever. That is going to be it. That is going to be all. Okay. So I just want to let you guys know in case you don't follow and you just prefer audio. And so, yeah. So I think that the first thing we have to do is create boundaries. No, first thing was to give yourself grace. Second thing was to guard your heart and create healthy boundaries with family, which is very difficult because family is so fully invested in you and your story and your journey through infertility and or trying to become pregnant naturally and there's some struggles there because of reoccurring miscarriages and things like that or azeuspermia if it's male factor or low sperm count or combination of the two or because you're a same-sex couple and trying and trying to find a surrogate and or just trying to find the right um uh, sperm father for your baby you know all those different things that we've already talked about in 101 episodes previous to this one so you know that's a lot (laughs) that's a fucking lot so if you cannot grasp being able to 
give yourself some grace. It's going to be very difficult for you, honestly, to create those healthy boundaries because you have not even dealt with your own feelings and being passionate, um, compassionate, I'm sorry, enough with yourself. And so you have to show compassion to yourself first. If you think for a moment you're going to be able to stand up to and be authoritative with family and creating these boundaries, these invisible lines that are really real, very real to stop conversations that you don't have the mental or emotional space to be able to handle. Again, you guys, I am not a mental health therapist and a professional. Everything I'm telling you is based on my own experiences and life wisdom. That is all. I just want to throw that out there again in case you're, you skipped through the last part when I said it. So again, giving yourself grace, creating those healthy boundaries, but then doubling back to make sure that you're being compassionate with yourself first before you enter into these spaces. And I feel like a lot of times you're going to have to start working on this thing days before these events, if you plan on going. And if you decide at the last minute to not go, guess what? They'll be all right. They will be all right without you this year if you decide not to immerse yourself around family and a bunch of children and nieces and cousins and whoever. They will be fine. Okay. And if they don't understand, that is on them. It is not on you. Especially if it's a situation where they know that you are dealing with fertility and infertility struggles. If they know that and they still cannot understand, that is their problem, not yours. Put that issue down and let them have it if they can't understand. They can't understand, that's on them. And I don't mean understand to like fully understand because they'll never be able to fully understand if they're dealing with fertile people. But just understanding in the sense of saying, yeah, you're going through a lot. I don't understand it from my own experience, but I understand that emotionally and mentally you don't have the space. And so they'll be okay without you. Go see your mom and your dad for a few minutes the day before, maybe before all the other family members get there. And then when everybody leaves, spend more time with your, your mom and your dad, whoever raised you or whatever the case may be, if that's more of the issue than anything, because at the end of the day, when all of these holiday lights are gone, when all of the gifts have been opened, returned, and the thank you cards have gone out, and maybe you received a few thank you cards from family members, guess what? You're still living this thing called infertility. Maybe on Friday, you still have to go into your doctor's office and get blood work done. You know, it's so many different things that we're all dealing with. So you need to put yourself first. And people are going to think, well, she's freaking selfish these days you know especially for those who don't know or understand what you're going through but again that is on them and it is not on you it's not it's not on you to help other people understand to a, a, a level of of comfortability you, you, if you if you've shared your story with them and they want to ask you questions be like look this is Thanksgiving, this is Christmas, this is New Year's, I just want to drink my wine, my bourbon, whatever, or relax if you're not a drinker, or smoke my weed, or whatever the case may be, whatever it is, your guilty pleasure on this holiday season as we go through the new year, and going through the, the holidays with infertility, still having to get tests done, still having to get blood work done, still having to give up the sperm and the eggs and the transfers and all those different various 
intricacies of infertility treatments that it is, right? <laughs> Tell them to let you be. Today is not the day. Today, it is not about me. That's what I always say. Like, look, today's not about me. It's about just relaxing, just chilling with the family or a passive aggressive way that I normally or some not normally, but I have dealt with it in the past is um, like somebody say something like, you know, um, y'all still ain't a baby, whatever the case, or you guys not going to have another baby or when you're going to have another Omar or when you're going to have a little a little princess or whatever the case may be. I'll chuckle and I'll keep moving and I don't answer the question because one is not under effing business when and how it happens unless you choose to let them in. And two, this is not appropriate. It's not the appropriate time. And there's ways you guys can, you guys are creative. You're smart, you're intelligent people. You know, you can say certain things in a certain way that is not going to cause an argument. You know what I mean? Or give off that negative energy. So you guys can figure it out. I know you can figure out, you can do it. And I know you can do it. So, again, saying no to conversations, limiting your time, and considering staying home. And, of course, you got to insert self-compassion all through those steps. <laughs> and the problem, and the other thing is, is that eventually, you know, like, we cannot ev avoid these events and these situations and these places forever, you guys. You cannot avoid them forever. And... I don't say that to make anyone feel bad for always saying no to certain events and situations. I'm just speaking to the person that is like always in the middle. You know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. My thing right now and from what I see a lot online too is at some point you're gonna have to find a way to cope and you're gonna have to find a way to navigate it so that you don't isolate yourself any further than you already have or already feel. And that is a very hard pill to swallow. A lot of people do not like talking about it within the community in online spaces. Everybody just wants to be, you know, just stay away, just stay away. That's not, that's not always healthy and it doesn't work for the long run. It doesn't work for the long run. You cannot avoid everything and everyone forever. And you should not be waiting for that BF positive to be able to enjoy yourself in these situations. So I don't know with your therapist, whoever you're working with for your mental health, you need to find some healthy, actionable steps that you can take to be able to go to these functions when they happen and do so with a, with a heart of joy, I should say. I don't have the answer for you. Because me, I didn't avoid baby showers. And honestly, I just didn't have enough friends anyway to in the first place to even deal with it on a regular basis, honestly. Um, it may have happened during, I can count on one hand how many times somebody told me they were pregnant, you know, and I had to deal with going to baby showers and such. So, you know, there were a couple of times I didn't go and there was a couple of times I did go. But I think that at this point and at this stage, especially if you've been in the thick of things for a couple of years, there's a, you have to evolve and we have to grow and we have to figure out how we can navigate these situations healthily um, for ourselves first and also still being there and still being a part of what's happening in the lives of our family members and friends and the people that we say we love. And again, it's a hard pill to swallow, but I think it's worth bringing up to therapists and such and your mental health 
therapists and your spiritual practitioners and mentors and such. You got to find a way to to still be normal and to still live a, a normal life and um, also still be able to go through your own fertility story journey and path because the isolation is fucking real. The isolation of it all, you guys, is so real already. And so we just cannot continue to go through life living in our walls and thinking that it's healthy because that can also become toxic positive as well. I feel like that's just my personal opinion, of course, and it is not facts. But that's what I have for you today, you guys. But I did want to share maybe something, some things that will help you along the way as well. And I had posed a question yesterday on Instagram as to how you guys cope with. So the question. So the question I had posed on my Instagram story yesterday for you guys was how you cope with infertility and what's working for you. And so I had a lot of the same answers, which was journaling was number two. Therapy was number one, a common theme. Um, Then someone else says she likes to watch a lot of comedy. She is a sarcastic person. So she practices all her witty, sarcastic comments. She indulges in wine. One of my favorites. Someone else was very honest and said that they in food is how they cope. And then also, of course, the online community and it connecting with others. And then I also asked the question, where do you feel your support is lacking? And so one person said friends who understood or were sensitive. Um, Another person says she copes. She responded to that question, but I think she meant it for the first one about coping. And she says she reads, she colors a lot. She prays and watches a lot of comedy. And so back to ways in which there's a gap in the, in the support that they need. Um, One woman said uh, groups specific to infertility after stillbirth. They are hard to find others who can relate to that point of view. I think she's absolutely right about it. And she did DM me and went into more specific details about what she meant. And I think there is a need for that because I have known a couple of people in the community to go through stillbirth. And that's definitely um, a huge one. So for any of you guys who have been through that as well, um, at the end, I'm going to give you guys some groups and communities that are paid um, that, um, offer support to infertility and loss. And then one other woman said that she wishes that her in-laws were more supportive. And she said that a lot of times during holidays and birthdays and such, they, um, they like to choose how that's celebrated and all that and how it's announced. And, um, for her, I guess it felt very intrusive And so one other woman said that she felt like she needed more private community and places to vent. So as far as that is concerned, I know of three really good, 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 good private communities that have either Facebook set up and or membership that is paid. And so one is Sisters in Loss from Erica McAfee, her platform. 
and she has a private Facebook community that I know of and she offers um, spiritual and Christian help and services and she's also a doula so sisters in loss the and the next one is um infertility unfiltered great community it is paid and then um infertility unfiltered i've actually spoke to their um life after infertility group twice this year really great platform as well and then also um, i'm pretty sure you guys know of fertility rally with ali and blair as um the community um creators and they have a lot of a lot of awesome content events and such just like the other two that i mentioned and i will put them in the show details and show notes if you're watching on youtube and or listening on your audio platform so that you guys can tap and go and connect with those communities if you're seeking extra support outside of um the social media kind of spectrum of things and those are community memberships that are private. There's a wealth of coaches and therapists that I've come across too. So if you like that information, I can send you some people as well. Just email me at infertilityandme at outlook.com. Or if you're following me on Instagram, just hit the DM or email button. And I can direct you to some pages of coaches that I would personally trust with my um mental health and getting help and such so it was a pleasure being here with you guys today and i hope that i'll be back soon <laughs> with more episodes is very similar to this again i don't really have the time to do interviews at the moment unfortunately but if there's anybody that you would like to hear on the show and or see on youtube for an interview please let me know their name if there's anyone you're interested in and or if you want to offer yourself and I'll just build out a list and maybe get started in the new year after we relocate and get some stories out um, in between solo episodes like this so I hope you enjoyed enjoyed today's episode friends and I hope that you have a lovely Thanksgiving and I will try to get back on here before Christmas so maybe monthly I'll come out with a solo episode for you guys just to give a little hope and encouragement and spread some vibrational well high vibrational frequencies to you in your life and baby dust and give you kisses and hugs so i appreciate you guys i love you guys do connect with me on instagram at infertility and me podcast email is infertility and me at outlook.com peace and blessings till next time y'all